everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Katie Lady of All Things Detroit Red Wings here with another podcast episode. Um, I'm excited to bring on another special guest. He co-hosts Just Another Hockey Podcast. Um, definitely check them out if you get an opportunity to because it is a great podcast to listen to as well. Um, and he's a co-host. It's Scott Mackin. You can find them on Twitter at Just a Hockey Pod, um, and Scott's Twitter account is under the name at S underscore Mackin. That's M A C I N. I'll link um, both their podcast as well as Scott's information for Twitter in um, the description of this episode. Definitely check them out if you get a chance. And we just touch on um, several different topics, including the free agency signings, as well as the upcoming season, previewing it and the possible prospects that we might see. And then also um, revisiting some of the series of unfortunate events that was the last season um, for the Red Wings. But anyways, definitely join us here for the conversation. It was fun um, and I hope you like it too. Thanks and here we go. So who did you want to start with? Because I know you've got your notes. Uh, the big ones, I mean, just the big ones going to be like the free agency for overall what happened. Like, honestly, the, the big, I would say the big three signings the right wings had, you know, Perron, okay. Cop, and Sherratt. Yeah. How do you feel also, about Sherratt? That's the one that makes me the most nervous. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Got a lot of money and a lot of term. A lot of money, a lot of term, a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes me nervous when a lot of the old school hockey guys love him. Oh, he's such a good player. It's like, eh. Yep. Yep. He's, uh, I don't know, he kind of reminds me of an old um use car salesman is when he was doing his presser that's what it reminded me of and I was like oh no Gotta I don't know himself. much about him <laughs> yeah I don't, the yeah. smile <laughs> I don't right I don't know much about him other than like I know from what I've read that's about it like he wasn't super impressive with the Panthers he wasn't yeah. He had like a couple great seasons. It seems like that's still what's going on. You know, he's still mm-hmm. riding that. So, yeah, that's what it seems like too. And he's very physical. And it it almost, based on the signings, it almost seems like Eiserman was just sick of everybody getting pushed around. Because I know in the beginning. Yeah. We were like kind of fighting back, especially game one, but then it, it just tailored off midway through the season and we just we didn't have any punch back we didn't fight yeah except for like cider cider yeah and raymond a little bit here and there but like even Bertuzzi didn't really do much so i know my wife is always like oh we need more of that you know that 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 grit and all i'm like no we don't we need (laughs) to like if our skill like our skills coming along uh, yeah if our skill came along further I would say yeah maybe but yep. it's also like just not I don't know I guess to me like 
it's that old school thing again like stop telling us we gotta get tougher and <laughs> all that just yeah calm down <laughs> like we're not at that point yet right and I, I mean there is a there is a fine line especially with rookies I know um cider and Raymond didn't really take much crap but like if you look at some of the other younger guys coming in it might be good to have guys that are like that and have that mentality so they learn right but again cider already does that so it's like well he could teach the younger guys and he seems to be open to teaching young guys so i don't right yeah and i I mean but that's a see that's another thing too like do you want to put that on cider like he's a young guy he's still learning his way you know yeah so a lot to ask of anybody for sure let alone second year player right and you know is he going to go through a sophomore slump is he which I mean for him a sophomore slump from how he played last year won't I mean okay so he'll be an everyday defenseman right (laughs) which is fine we that we kind of need that (laughs) that yeah that would be nice and defense court does look a lot better doesn't look good no it's definitely going to be another one of those defense by committee things and that worries me now unless cider can do what he did and you know kind of be the one linchpin of the whole defense you know yeah but again again, huge ask ask. (laughs) yeah and i'm looking at this j fresh uh, trying to pull that up (laughs) yeah i'm sure and it it is not good um his finishing is good and his goals well yeah would you take six six shots (laughs) yeah it's he's not good at defense so he needs to no be paired with somebody who's good at defense and we don't really have good defense except cider Is Sherratt left or right? I think he's left. I think he's a lefty. Which that might be what they're thinking is putting him with Cider, but then it kind of holds Cider back and kind of drags him down. Right. If he's just working on the defense, which we know he already has defense. He's trying to work on his offense. So he needs somebody that's a little more stable, I think, would be good. But yeah, he's left. Yeah. They're all left. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted him to go after Klingberg, but that yeah, didn't happen. The, but seeing what Klingberg signed for, I think Klingberg wanted to stay in the Pacific. Yeah, yeah, and a little ball of hate. That was a that was a great signing, I think. That was, <laughs> that's like a no brainer right there. Yeah, oh, really smart, really smart pickup. All right, well I can't find it, so you've got it. <laughs> yeah, I I can send it to you here. Perfect. Uh, I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier. Just brain is not fully there. Sunday. <laughs> I hear this. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's Sherratt's, and it's it's not pretty. Oh, that was as of twenty twenty one. Let me see. Close enough. Oh, it, it, it looks it, it, looks as bad. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say in March because <laughs> they posted a March. Um, one as well and that that's not good no. not good 
I like his, uh, oh yeah, because it went down. <laughs> yeah, no, and it went from a worse team to a better team, but he was also right. higher competition, so. Right. <sighs> yeah, that one. Oh, the only one that... for her 60, oh, that went way down. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Which, That's... yeah, it sucks because. You want him for defense, and his defensive metrics suck. Yeah, I don't know how much he's going to actually help on defense. I don't know at all, honestly. <sighs> hey. hey, there we go. It's the only time I've questioned Iserman, really. Damn like, right. Which, I mean, you know, and what is it now, two, two and a half, three years? That's not bad. Uh, he's got four. I, I just mean, like, in the time Eiserman's been here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ken, Ken Holland, I question every single move he made. Right. But, but I, I guess the thing with Eiserman, though, is he he's not afraid to fix his fuck-ups, you know. That's true. That's true. And it, I feel like even with a short contract, it's not great, but it's I don't think he's going to take anybody's spot. So if, like, Edvinson or Johansson's ready, he's not going to be the reason they don't play. No, whether it be contract he, position, yeah, Shrott's gonna be a top four defenseman. It's gonna suck, but yeah. the the one thing that everyone keeps saying about him is he's really good in the board battles and in front of the net. Yep, like that's consistently across the board what everyone says. And yeah, watching the Wings play last year, they needed a lot of help in front of the net. That is true. So really true. if you're banking on that. <laughs> I feel a little better, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that guy does it. So, Ooh, Franz Nielsen comes off the books this year. So does Richard Ponick. Yes, yes. There's can... another two mil right there. Right. That's... Don't worry though. We're still playing, paying applicated until twenty five, twenty six. That's you know that's okay. That's, that's only that's a mil. Okay. Yeah, just over a mil. So. Thanks, Holland. But you know when I. Look at Edmonton and what they're doing. I just thank our lucky stars we have Iserman because that is right. Well, you say that though, but Edmonton made it to the uh, conference they, finals. They did, but they should. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's the true. expectation. Could you imagine if, how far they'd have gone if they got a real goalie? Right, and a real GM that actually makes decent right. moves. <laughs> like, they'd be really, really something. They'd have a couple cups. Right. They should. They should be yeah. top contenders every day or every year. Yeah. When they're not, it's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, that's that's right. I guess we all kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Him. Right. Which is eh. Um, the Ali Mata, I think, is kind of a, a polarizing signing. Seems like some people like love him especially from when he first came in the league and then other play people are too big of a fan of him. It so seems to me like that might be one of those um, a little too smart for your own good. Like his defensive metrics have as a defensive defenseman have been great. But every time I see him, like he doesn't stick with a team. Like because uh, he was at Pittsburgh, he was traded, I think traded mm -hmm. to LA. 
and then LA had him for a couple seasons, and then he went to Chicago, and then they had him, and now he's with Detroit. It's just, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. There's something there. There's like, why? Yeah. Yeah, so what do you do? He started in Pittsburgh, played Pittsburgh for one, two, three, four, five, six, six years. Chicago, Chicago for, so he came from LA, sorry. No worries. It's hard to keep everybody straight. Right. I mean, as a defensive defenseman, I know plus minus is a very broken stat, but he's always, even with Chicago back in 1920, he was a zero. Uh, last year he was a plus 10 or plus 17 and the year before that he was a negative eight but shit if you're a negative eight on the wings last year then we're pretty pretty good right that's true so yeah he's going to be interesting especially because you have to remember that he is a defensive defenseman he's not there to put the puck in the net he's going to be to help the PK help you know stabilize that defense which honestly i think the wings need as much help there um as they do anywhere else because we couldn't keep the puck for our own net oh, last no. season oh. not after the first couple months no it's like oh anybody want to score just come right in yeah <laughs> oh. unless ned's standing on his head you're not not having a hard time right oh so that should be good. I and I I feel like he's more of a depth. He'll probably start in the lineup, but he might kind of go towards that more depth role as we get later into the season. Hopefully, some other guys will come up. Yeah, but I don't know. Who do we got? Because like we want to see. I'd like to see Berger and get at least get a call up. Yeah, I. <sighs> I think he should start in the NHL, but um, the way it's going, I, I doubt that happens. Right. But he's definitely ready. He's he's over ready at this I'd point. Like, yeah, I'd like to see him get a couple call ups, maybe an extended one. I'd like mm-hmm. to see Valeno kind of yeah. start turning that corner. Yeah, uh, he does. Coming over right this year. Yep. Same with Johansson. Yeah. Same with Vero. Um, and Soder Bloom. Okay. Those are the big, like, four that are joining from Sweden right. and Finland. Well, then you got Jared McIsaac, who yep. is kind of doing the same thing. He's never, he hasn't really turned that corner yet. No, but he is, like, I, whenever I watch McIsaac, I'm always um, pleasantly surprised. Like, unless he gets injured, then, then it's typical. But All right. <laughs> if he's not injured, on a play he usually looks good like I've never been disappointed or confused with what I'm seeing like he's always seems to make the right plays be in the right Right. spots and sometimes as a defenseman the best thing you can say about him is I didn't notice them exactly and he he is mean I do notice that he's mean he is nasty (laughs) like he is not a nice guy well that's what (laughs) kind of changing like from defense to offense that's what i'm hoping like david perron takes johnny yes. smith under his wing like here kid good. this is how you fuck sh- this is how you stir shit up i'll teach right? you how to do this right. you know? i just i don't know what's gonna happen to you at this point oh 
but Perron, I like that signing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be a sneaky good one, but not even sneaky. Right. So I think him, he'll he'll have fun um, in any role he he gets. Yeah. Well, he's going to have a pretty big role. I think so. Yeah. And you know he'll be top six. He'll probably be on the power play, and then yeah, he gets to help with some young kids. Yep. Yeah, if you threw like Bergeron on his line, I think that would be a fun line. (laughs) It would be great. Make some space out there for him. Yeah, because Bergeron's really good at creating space too, at least in the lower leagues. Um, Right. But then if you had somebody mean like that, he just dances all around the offensive zone. So it'd be great. Right. Get like Valeno in between them or something that has a good shot and see what happens. And then there's also Kubalik, who I actually am kind of excited. I'm, I, I am think, too. Like, yeah, he was kind of like a, a what? <laughs> right. I think I'm most curious to watch him play because I don't know much about him, but he also seems like he has the most room for poten- for potential. Right. Um, well, he's potential young. floor, potential ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's another youngish guy. He's 26. Mm-hmm. And... It's right in. Right. I mean, and I, to me, also, he seems like one of those teams that Chicago was like, yeah, we want to keep you, but we want to suck. So, I Right. Same with Suter. It's literally like the same thing that Suter yep. went through last year. And Suter wasn't, like, mind-bogglingly good. He wasn't no. really but he good. was exactly what we needed. He was a middle six right. center. He was fine, yeah. Like if He was much better at center than when he was <sighs> on the wing. Yeah, I think, and, much... and I think Rasmussen and him together with Suter playing yes. center was that's when yeah. Rasmussen actually started playing well. After you yep. know, after I shit talked to Rasmussen for like twenty minutes with you, yeah, he was he like, "Oh, back. let me just do fun things." Yeah, oh, this yeah. guy's talking shit. He's yeah, so much better on the wing, and they were great together. They yeah. were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's still some question marks like Zadina. Zadina mm-hmm. and Giovanni, I think, are the two big ones. Maybe a little bit Valeno. Yeah. Those could be the three young question marks, but who knows? Yep. I mean, maybe maybe they'll turn it around. I don't know. Now it says here that Zadina is still RFA. Didn't he sign? I don't think he did yet. Oh, I think we're still waiting on his but it could be wrong um but with Valeno I know he always takes at least a season if not like a season and a half to get adjusted to wherever he plays like from juniors to even the AHL it always took him like and he has to get warmed up he has a Capricorn he's an earth sign so they take a little while to get adjusted to change so maybe that's why I don't know but (laughs) Um, I'm hoping he really does well next season. Yeah, I mean, he he came out the first week of worst of the games. He played really well, and then he kind of turned invisible. Yeah. And then, then he was like, oh, man, he looks so good. He just can't score. Yeah. And then he kind of turned invisible again. And then yeah. he was just steady. So, yeah. yeah. Fair, right? Young Young team still. Yep. I think if he gets the third line center role and then you put like 
maybe a vet and another young kid on his line I think that would be a really fun third line to kind of mess things up <laughs> right let's um, see he's another guy that could learn from David Perron you know how yeah. are you going to be a center you know yep definitely um I think I remember back to when we had Damian Berner and Gustav Nyquist and then nope. Joachim Anderson and those that line was so much fun to watch so if we can get something like that on the third line again I, I would be all for it that'd be great right <laughs> the yeah. whole left side of um, um daily face-off is all new guys well I yeah. guess not Ed Edvinson's not but yeah yep It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Definitely. And then Andrew Kopp, I, I like that signing. I think it was good. Yeah. Much needed. Um, he's going to be, I'm hoping he slots in and he's that second line center we've been needing for a very long time. Yep, that would be good. Him and Larkin already have history, yeah, so that's nice. Right. Well, see, and that's another guy, too. Like, we don't need you to, like, put the team on your shoulders. We just need you to go out there and be consistent. Right. Have some fun, you know, break some eggs. Right. Do something. Don't just go out there and try to not have the goal go in your net, because that's kind of what they did last year and failed miserably right. at. Yeah, I mean, for multiple reasons, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm hope, hoping we'll, um, Derek Lalone can help with that. I liked his presser. I, I don't know much about him, but he seemed awesome. Yeah, I don't know much about him either. I mean, he, does, he seems, everyone says he seems to be um, very, not blunt, but like honest and mm -hmm open but he's also kind of like a player's coach a little bit I guess so yep and he's gonna call people individually and talk to them which I think would be huge I, I'm really hoping Zadina can refine some of his confidence because I think that's the biggest thing like he's just he's trying to do too much so right I'm hoping yeah. that's the biggest change is Zadina yeah, I mean, he kind of needs to be that. I don't think he's going to be that elite sniper that he was initially thought of when they drafted him. But yeah. he needs to be a goal scorer, at least. He needs to be a threat. Yeah. I mean, for Zadina, too, it's kind of hard because they, we don't have anybody that he can really watch. Um, I mean, there's Verona, which is nice. And that's like the closest thing to a sniper that we have. But I, I, don't think Zadina and Verona play even remotely similar games. Um, no, so they don't. <laughs> and like, you, it's hard to do monkey see, monkey do when you don't have somebody that is like Zadina. You don't have somebody that can teach you how to be deceptive with your shot. Right. Um, it's like the biggest thing that he needs to learn. And if you don't have somebody that can show you how to do that, it's, it's hard to learn on your own, especially you didn't need it until now. Well, yeah, and that's kind of the problem the Wings have had because, you know, look at what happened to Mantha. You know, he yeah. was 
he was kind of going to be a sniper slash power forward. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anybody like that that he could learn from. And, you know, then yeah. by then all the guys who he could have learned from were gone and all the guys that were mm-hmm. there couldn't teach him. And I think he kind of learned some bad habits with the lack of, yeah. you know, his effort on yeah. some nights. Yeah. Like the, the closest person I can think of is just Lucas Raiden with his deceptive shot. And I think he plays a closer game to Zadina than like a Verona, but then it's also like you're not really going to learn from somebody who's younger and less but experienced. Even with, even with Raymond, I can see him starting to show flashes of that 200 foot game too. Oh, yeah. I love and Raymond. That's not Zadina's game either. Like Zadina should never be starting in the defensive zone. Yep. He should be on your power play mm-hmm. and he should be trying to do what he said he was going to do at the draft and fill people's nets. Like, right. That's it. Tee this guy up. Go. Yep. So it'll be interesting. For sure. Um, I'm on the last guy really is um, Billy Huto, which I'm kind of excited about, which was more of a trade than a free agent, but yeah, I mean, he was going to become – they just jumped the, yeah. the queue on that. Um, I, so, I think so. I think Huso, you know, you could see in the playoffs he was a little overwhelmed, I think. But first, you know, rookie goalie going into the playoffs, you kind of expect it. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to make a great tandem with Nadalkovich, and that's what Nadalkovich needs, I think, a tandem. Yes. Because any night much. that – well, yeah, any night that Grace went in, <laughs> yeah. Nadal, which is most likely mopping up. And at that point, the game's so out of hand. And so he never got a true rest. And so yep. his game fell off, you know? And, and then the double pulls. Like, oh, my God, yeah. stop putting him back in once you pull him. Right. Well, but be. then, you know, Grace, <sighs> like, I get Grace the goes out. One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something, but, like, you put a goalie out there, you know, it's, that's how bad Grace was. He couldn't mop up for right. Nadelkovic the way Nadelkovic tried to mop up for Grace. And it's like, I remember I one game, it's like they pulled Nadelkovic and then all of a sudden here comes Grace and Grace lets in two goals in the next three shots. And then Grace is back out. And Adel- it's like, right. Jesus, I man. I couldn't put put him back in if he gave up like twenty goals. Like no, like once you right. pull Ned, it's he's done. It's his night right. off. Like somebody gets hurt. Well, especially because you know after what Thanksgiving when they kind of really did fall off. There's no point. They're not fighting for a playoff spot anymore. Exactly, and you're just ruining his confidence and right. making him feel crappy about himself. So don't do that. Well, yeah, and that was one of Ned's biggest upsides was his confidence right so once you lose it it's kind of hard to regain it especially with yeah. how keeping funny you it's like we're not going to help you we're not going to dig out out of a hole for you so right I'll well you know they um they did what am I oh the game against toronto like that nine to seven game oh, that was fun like it was fun, but Jesus, that was bad hockey on both teams. Yep. And I guess Toronto had like the flu going through them. And then uh, and the Red Wings were just the Red Wings. But the fact that they could 
come back and try to score on them like that with something at least. But then the next game, it's like, oh, cool, we got Coyotes. Let's go. And then oh, Coyotes put up nine on them. <sighs> like, yeah. that's that's what you can't have. You can't have that. Like, And I think that was actually the game where Grice came in and let two goals in on three shots, and then Ned came back in. It's like, so too. It was, it was rough. That was very bad. <laughs> so bad. I'm glad for Huso. I think even if he is like a couple steps down from where he was last season, even in the playoffs, like I, I don't think it will be that bad. Like I, we're not going to sniff the playoffs anytime soon, so he doesn't have to worry about that. No, but I'd like to be playing for the playoffs come you know yes. February at least right. you know. If we pretend like we might have a chance, like you know, after Christmas, time, right? That'd be great. You know, at least be like considered for the wild card and actually be like, oh yeah, you know, if they go on a a little bit of a heater, they might be, uh, they might get in. You know, they're like right. six points out instead of like last year's, like oh the Red Wings are also in the running. <sighs> they're sixteen points out, like. And, you know, no offense to Columbus, but Columbus is 10 points off. Those, they're not in it either. Like, this is set. Let's stop trying to pretend we're in this run. Yeah. At least in, be competitive. So, like, minimize those nine to two blowouts. That would be great. Yeah. Where it's not back-to-back, that, that would be right. wonderful. Especially let's, against the Coyotes. Let's the stay competitive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Please. Right. All we ask how much but that's all we ask right yeah so that should be good then we got a couple more like depth signings i think um like that one guy we signed mike or mark pisak mike pisak yeah he's yes. gonna be a, he'll be a fringe um he'll be a seventh d uh, yeah and he his got numbers injured. Yeah, his yeah he got hurt. His numbers, I think, from Jay Fresh were pretty decent as in a limited role, which is kind of what he'll be. Um, but I think also too, like he's going to be kind of a little bit of a veteran guy, um, nice. you know, just that the more of that steadying personality. So we need he'll, that. He'll be yeah, and then that um, Robert Hag, they signed his replacement. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm cat friendly. He's already listed as the minors, so yeah. I mean, that's exactly what he's going to be. He's he's going to be a, a draft, a deep, a depth defenseman. Come injuries or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the daily faceoff has top six as Sherat, Cider, Mata, Peronic, Edvinson, and Gustav Knight, uh, Lidstrom, which is great. I think. That should be yep. good. I kind of think maybe Lindstrom should play with Hronik and Mata should go with Edvinson if he makes the team. Yep. Uh, just because two rookie or two young guys, you know, Gustav was, I thought he was pretty good. He was the definition of the invisible last year, which yep. was great. Again, as a rookie, was he a rookie last year? If not, he was a sophomore. You know, yeah. So very, very fresh sophomore year for him. And Mm -hmm. he never, you know, he made some small mistakes and stuff, but never, nothing ever really stood out as a glaring mistake. He didn't really push the needle on the offensive side. 
but I feel like he didn't really move the needle in the bad way, the defensive side. So kind of a steadying force there. So mm -hmm. that might be good for Edvinson when he yeah. gets over here. Um, but I also kind of see that he's not going to, I don't think Edvinson's going to be in our top six. I think they're going to want him to be in the AHL for a season at least. I agree. Or at least start there, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But who knows? I mean, Cider came over and made it, you know, very apparent that he was not going to the AHL with his play. So yep. he could as well. Um, I do Oops. think Eiserman's a little more open to that than Holland was. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. But yeah. And I, I think that was like what Cider's third year of professional hockey that he finally made the NHL because there was the DEL, then the AHL, yep. then the SHL, and then so it's coming into his fourth season in professionals. And Simona Edmondson only has one full season in the SHL. And he was hurt, not for a good chunk, but I, I'd say for a decent amount, he was hurt. Right. Um, I, I, people keep thinking he's going to make it, and that's great. Um, I almost lean more towards Johansson, Albert Johansson, just because yeah. he's he's going, I think, into his third, if not his fourth season in, in professional hockey. Um, and he's going to have more time to train. Simone's not going to have time to train. He's going to the World Juniors. He had the development camp. Then he's going to have um, training camp. And then he's going to have the prospect tournament before that. So I don't know when he's supposed to train. I don't know when he's supposed to build that strength that he needs. Um, I think he's either going to make the NHL and stay in the NHL or he's going to make the AHL and he's going to stay in the AHL. I don't think he's going to do both. So I think wherever he starts is where he'll finish right. unless he's in the NHL and he falls off. But I think if they think he's going to do that, then they'll just start him in the AHL. Well, and that's the thing too, is I don't think they're going to start him in the NHL just to knock him down. I think they're right. going to like, you either need to take this roster position, like take it and go with it, exactly. or you are going to go play in the A because yep. you need all the time you can get all that fun stuff so yeah agreed and i really like johansson i think he'd be really good um i almost think with like a philip peronic just because he's a bit more of a playmaker and he is better in the defensive zone a lot better than peronic and he's a better skater so i think those two can kind of play off each other really well and then um but ali mata if he's defensively minded then that might be even better for phil heronic because he's not defensively minded he tries to lift his heart but oh right. my god he does he does not have the defensive bone in his body no. and I, like honestly like i don't uh, I think phil peronic like i think this could be his last year yeah i could see him being traded because the, oh, yeah. that's an that's another guy that his he never quite met his ceiling he was always nope close and like you'd see the flashes and then you'd see the puck going the other way on a block shot or a bad pass and the first couple like, years right or you know the first couple years you're like okay okay he's still learning he's young it's like yeah exactly and then the see the you know the nhl for a little now again he is only 24 so he's still relatively young but at this point you you should know what you have in him it's you don't. <laughs> well, I mean, he's played his first year in the uh, 
Red Wings, he played 46, 65, mm-hmm. 56, and then he played 78 last year. So he's had two because uh, 2021 was a, a he played mm-hmm. all the games. So he's played a whole season there. He played most of the season in 1920. So he's had three really full seasons of play. So again, you should know what you have in him right now. And yeah, yeah again, plus minus is not the greatest, but he's got you know, negative 38, negative 18, negative 29, you know, he's negative 95 throughout his career. And I think at that point, you can start kind of looking at plus minus as a, a slight gauge. So it's just like, man, and what, we, need the, we need more something. Yep. You know, and, and what goes into that plus minus? Cause like, if you, if you look at like Ciders, for example, I don't think his plus minus was that great. I think he was one of the better um rookie defenseman in the league which is impressive on our team but like when you watch his processes even with maybe not the best plus minus like you get that he's doing the right things and okay the team's just sucking whereas when you watch Hironic you see why he has a negative in his plus minus right. half the time he's just laying down in the defensive zone and you're just like why are we taking an app are we, where, are, right. are we in kindergarten, like get up, let's let's play hockey, let's block a shot, and then get moving. <laughs> box your guy <laughs> out, yeah, yeah. I noticed that a lot last year with Peronic. He was not boxing guys out well, um, nope. letting guys blow by him, losing his assignment, and just mm-hmm. stuff you know. As a defenseman, you can't do, and, or you can do it if when you get in the offensive zone, you're setting yep. up goals or scoring goals, and he wasn't. He hasn't. They keep saying he's got a great shot, but it gets blocked. All he can't get it through. He does not get that shot through. Um, he misses the net. Shot. Yeah, I, he misses the net more, I think, than anybody. Like I, yes. all the time, it's Pronuk with the shot up oh, goes wide, or you hear it smash the glass or something. And I understand sometimes you're not shooting for the net really, right. but you got to get those shots on goal. Like as a offensive forward you need to get those shots on goal you need to be able to make something out of it and I just don't feel like he ever did mm-hmm. and he hasn't really progressed like it it could be one thing if I was seeing like steps in the right direction but right. I'm, I'm not seeing that with Ronick. I, I see the same guy that came into the league three years ago yep no, he, no exactly and he was doing so well with earning the ice time because we literally had no other defensemen. And then it was like, okay, so he started earning those ice minutes. And I remember seeing him go from like 15 to 16 to 20 minutes a night. It's like, awesome. So he's doing the things. and But he never progressed. And it, Blashell never took those minutes away once we got other defensemen options like Lindstrom and Sider. But he never took the time away from Hironik to be like, okay, you're not doing the right things. And that Pahoronik is the, the motivator, is the ice time. Because when he was in Grand Rapids, he was struggling really bad. It was between him and Vili Sariarvi, and both of them were struggling. And Hironik took it upon himself to figure out why he wasn't getting the ice time, why he was being sad. And he worked through that himself. And he needs to do that at the NHL level, but his coach never gave him the opportunity to do that because he was getting the ice time, so therefore his play doesn't need to improve. Right. So And I'm a big proponent of the oh we're just gonna sit him because he's got to watch some games like 
no, if you're going to sit him, like, I guess, like, a scratch, like, you need to scratch to send a message, not just because, like, oh, you're not doing anything wrong. We just want you to learn by watching. No, you should learn by playing in the AHL. And I, I think Koronik did spend a good chunk of his time in the AHL, so he's got that. But it's just, yeah, I'm not, I've never, haven't been impressed with him the last few years. And it just, it's not, coming along like I thought it would I think I think him and Zadina are the two that it's not fair to judge alone Don but that's that's what I'm going to judge is how do those two perform well because they're the biggest opportunity it's also going to be a little judgment call by uh, Iserman because if they don't turn it Mm -hmm. around like I would say by Thanksgiving they need to be traded for something Mm -hmm. picks depth prospects something package them for something i mean i think they you if you sell now on them if you need to not that they just should go out and sell them but (laughs) if you sell now you've got that chance to be uh you know kind of sell high like yeah a little bit like what we did with mantha i'd say but Mm -hmm. uh we gotta do it sooner rather than later like if uh you go through another whole season of these guys underperforming I think the word will get out. But if you like, hey, man, they're just having a rough rough start of the season. We're going to move them. I think they need to change the scenery. Mm-hmm. Your team could be it. Give us this guy that we know is going to be really good for this guy who could be really good. And, you know, it's Steve Eisenman. People are going to believe him. So, right. you know. Uh, but, yeah, it's just – I, and I'm hoping that Eisenman, because he did, hasn't drafted either of these players, so I'm hoping he doesn't have that loyalties that Holland yeah. felt he does it I, even if he drafted him Eisenman I think he would cut himself if he didn't <laughs> <laughs> he does he does have a little bit of that I don't want to call it a mean streak of but kind of like that coldness to him like yeah hey you're here to do a job you can't do it there's the door bye see ya yep. so I, it is kind of a breath of fresh air for us who it's like Hey, here's a guy who hasn't been able to do his job for the past couple of years. Let's sign him to an eight-year deal. Yep. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Homer Holland. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm excited for this year. It looks like we're really starting to get some some of that, you know, people in their proper places. Yeah, for sure. Well, anything else you wanted to to touch on here? I didn't know. If- um, you know, I again, like, I'm kind of excited for the new head coach. It's mm-hmm. only the second one I can remember, really. I mean, I I did grow up watching the Wings with Scotty Bowman and all that, so I do yeah. remember the you know switching from Scotty Bowman to uh, Dave Lewis to you know Mike Babcock. So I do mm-hmm. remember that, but seems like forever that we've had Blashill so it's I'm kind of excited to see the direction the team's going to go with the new head coach and uh, and all the new players we've got and I'm ready for prospect camp me too the prospect tournament should be a really good one this year I agree um Malone seems good and I trust Eiserman and his decisions except maybe the Chirac contract other than that I trust him um so I think I think it should be good. It should be fun, especially with these Swedes coming over because they're not coming from junior. They are coming from probably the second or third best league in the world. 
where they were doing decently to well, um, depending on who they are. Like Johansson just won the title um, in the SHL. And people were asking them um, who they were following the party with afterwards, and they said Albert Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> He's a young kid. Like, he was drafted the same year as Sager, but he was leading the party way, so that was cool. Right. Um, but it should be fun. Um, hopefully, hopefully they stay competitive longer than they did the last few seasons. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Again, that and that, that's the progression we want to see, right? Is mm-hmm. okay. We know they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Although this year, with the Bruins being so beat up to start the year, they could potentially push them out. But then again, you look at what Columbus did and getting Johnny Goudreau and locking up, uh, yeah, Patrick Line. Like, okay, now they're dangerous. So it's like, you know, out goes one team, in comes another. So. That that's gonna be the hardest yeah. part, I think, is the wings are in a super tough division. Yep. So. Yep. In conference, I feel like the Eastern Conference is just the beast, and then the Atlantic Division is worse yeah. than that. It's just, oh, even well, if they do get better, they yeah, may not be better in the standings, which is okay. Yeah, just, but, and that's something we have to remember too. Is like. Who in your conference are you gonna knock out of the playoffs? Right. Like, I, you know, I, I every year for the past two, three years, I've, uh, you know, thought that the Penguins were done, and there they right. are every year in the playoffs. Maybe not making a whole lot of noise, but they're in the playoffs. Yep. So. Yeah. Same with like all these, like you said, the Bruins and. Um, like even the Canadians, they made some really good moves. So it's it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a nice challenge for sure. <laughs> right. If we can't oh, yeah. do anything else. We'll surely bully people on the ice. So that's right. at least something. Well, it'll make a lot of fans happy to see that. So. <laughs> yep. That's what you're yeah. there for, right? Right. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, I think that's really it for right. the Red Wings stuff. Awesome. Well, anything you want to plug, um, like your Twitter or your podcast or anything? Uh, Just, yeah, I do have that podcast that you've been on and I'm sure we'll have you on again, uh, especially with Prospect Camp starting up. And that's uh, not just another hockey podcast. And we are on hiatus right now. And then my Twitter is at S underscore Mackin. And I don't really tweet a whole lot on there. I keep telling myself I need to start and maybe throwing <laughs> some ideas out there. And I never really do. So uh, probably stick to following the podcast. All right. Be a better way. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for your time and definitely follow just another hockey podcast. It's awesome. Um, thank you so much for joining me and I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.